Hi everyone, we're back again for episode five of An Englishman and Irish. Oh, sorry, episode four. Fucked yeah. that one up already. Uh, <laughs> episode four of An Englishman, Irishman, and a Scotsman walk into a podcast. We're back with the boys again. What's happening? So sorry. I thought you'd. Uh, I thought you'd done a podcast with Elvis when you said five. <laughs> I was considering it after <laughs> having to see, having to see again. I was like, oh no, 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 we could eat two. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to talk about a pretty serious subject, but I think it's important that it's addressed and speak about college athletes' mental health. I think especially. If you look at it nowadays, it's something that's kind of been swept under the rug for so many years now. And we all know we've played college sports. We've also had to maintain the standards of education at the same time. And it does take its toll on you. But like the biggest thing I'd say is it's the standards that you hold yourself accountable that eventually catch up on you and play in the tricks in your mind and you get in your own head at times. Like, What do you think are the best... like? ways to help that kind of stuff that is a good question that yeah that's definitely a bit of a thinker but uh definitely like taking care of yourself and all that like it's it's so important when you are like when you're an athlete like you're spending so much time like perfecting your game like whatever whatever sport you might be in like you kind of have to give yourself time to decompress and all that and I don't know, just live like a regular student for for at least a few hours a day, you know? Uh, I, I don't know. For me personally, I just, I, I need, even now, I need time that's just just for me. So even if it's just me by myself doing something, I think that making time for yourself outside of uh, everything that you need to get done in a day, just to sort of decompress and, take your mind off all the stressful things that that you say you hold yourself accountable to um i think it's really really important or it was for me anyway yeah like i definitely agree with that like i think you need to make sure you take that time for yourself and just kind of figure out ways that just helps you decompress after that long day so like me like like obviously it's great living with like my pals like living with you because like it was good to be able to chill out with you at the end of the day and be like, oh, like, that was a shit day, wasn't it? <laughs> like, it helps to speak about it and being able to, like, not being just yourself or you're caught in your own mind and staring at the same four walls. Like, that was a big thing that helped me along the way. Yeah, and just, like you say, having people to talk to about these sort of things, not necessarily somebody you talk to your problems about, but just having somebody in the day, like you say, where you can just say to someone, well, fuck, that was a shit day, or, oh, fuck, I can't wait for tomorrow, or whatever, just somebody to, to hear you speak. Yeah, de- definitely, like, and that's, that's actually one thing with, like, building the team and all that, that, uh, that's really nice, like, you, you can't, when you go through hell, like, as a team, like, afterwards, you're all kind of, like, look at each other, like, Jesus, that was shite, like, or, like, you know, I don't know. Like the acknowledgement of, of that, like when, when the team gets comfortable with each other, that that in itself is is quite nice, you know. But when you know, when things are bad on the team, definitely like, you know, it happens every once in a while. Like taking that time to yourself is really helpful. But going going through it as a team and like kind of coming out the other side as a team is obviously best case scenario, you know. Yeah, and that helps with kind of like everyone being able to speak out. Like that's an important thing, because like 
obviously as an athlete, you don't want, like deep down you're like, I don't really want to speak about this because it looks as though like you're showing that bit of weakness when really it's probably the most important thing you can do. Like, and if you're if you're keeping all that bottled up inside, it's not going to do you any benefit, and it's eventually going to explode at one point. Oh yeah, it does you massive amounts of harm. Um, it's like you say, especially with student athletes, even even a, a standard student really who who has a job alongside their their education or or has some sort of extracurricular thing, they'll know they'll know the same stress. It's it's especially in college, you can't really avoid it. So you just have to find your own mechanisms to cope with it and be that with somebody, be that on by yourself. I mean, you used to see loads of times people just walking by themselves with music on or just sitting on the grass by themselves, having a coffee or a drink or whatever, just just to take that time for yourself. Especially with us as well. I mean, I was gonna say I was gonna say it was it was specifically for us, but not really because you've got the, sc- the school like obviously that we went to. You got kids from all over the country, so you've also got that added pressure on your mental health is is missing home or not seeing your people at home, and that's just another. That's a big. That was a big stressor for me at least anyway, and that's yeah, just like another that, that's separation. Yeah, that's a like that is a good point there. Like, that's a. It can increase like the thoughts and be like, all right, do I really want to be here? And like, is that's a, like having that support. That's especially where that's where your support, your teammates comes really into play. Mm. Like and having that your own like mini family. Well, yeah, because you would use your own family normally in a stressful situation, and you would talk to them or your familiar surroundings at home gives you some comfort. Whereas obviously you come to a university especially even if you live in California or you live in Texas or wherever and you come to Boston for university, everywhere's unfamiliar and you don't, you don't know, you, you haven't found the places that make you feel comfortable yet. Yeah, do you, do you think there's too much of a demand on, like I'd say, student athletes because it looks as though they are more likely to experience that like, than others? Uh, hard to hard to say, really. I suppose the only difference is uh, when you're a student athlete, like you could you come right onto a team, and you know, hopefully the team is is welcoming, and and those are the kind of that that's where you build your friends. I feel like if you're just a regular student coming in, you know, it it can be really difficult because you kind of have to go. It's it's all on you. Like you have to join a club or something and make friends that way, or at least be like extroverted when you're in class and all that it can be definitely be difficult for, for some kids. Well, I made the point a few episodes ago where, well, I did at least anyway, that a big part of the stress for joining a team like we did is you immediately have 15, 20 friends. Whereas I think if you're a, a, your normal student who comes in, there's, there's again that added stressor of finding a group of friends because especially the first few weeks, months, that's the most important thing that gets you through it. Yeah, and it's mad, like, when you look back, <clears throat> kind of, like, the friends you had, like, right away. Yeah. Like, they probably are, they probably didn't turn out to be your friends, you know, but everyone's just in the same situation. Yeah. Everyone needed a friend. Like, it was it was nice, like, to look back on, like, because obviously we were all <clears throat> different grades, but it seems like we all had kind of that same experience with meeting new people in our dorms and all that. 
Yeah, it's like, all right, like I'll go on with you for a few months, but I don't see us being friends further down the line. <laughs> so yeah, you're actually kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, are you talking about us or them? No. <laughs> no, that's what that's what that's what people were saying to him. You know, like the friends you had when you first came in, like they they were just you're all friends because you're in the same boat. Yeah. Everyone gets. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, in, you drift away from people, but you form stronger bonds with the people who you have similar characteristics to and similar backgrounds to, and that helps like build that kind of mini family we were talking about there, and like helps in these situations. Like, look how many times like, we've helped each other on the years. Like three of us just looking out for each other in certain situations where we could see like you spot it straight away. Like, all right, something's up with you. Like, speak about it. Let's go. Oh yeah, yeah. Certainly, certainly helps when you're from a similar background. Obviously, us three. Um, yeah. But like you say, when you become part of a team, you just become a part of a, a, a mini family where you look out for each other. I mean, you obviously banter each other and you take the piss out of people. But if they if they're there and they really need you, then you're there for them. Yeah. Do you think the NCAA and like the college teams they do enough for the student athletes like in these situations where like, could they do more to help with mental health? Like, because like one in ten um, of thirty-seven thousand NCAA student athletes on a, like on a survey, one in ten re- reported feeling so depressed that it was difficult to function constantly or most every day. Like, do you think they do enough to help? Like, help us as student athletes along the way. It's so hard to say, you know, because. Obviously, we we only experienced one one school. Um, it, it is really difficult to say. And truthfully, I don't really remember Northeastern giving us that many kind of outlets. But that that being said, I did only play for two years, so it wasn't something I really um, kind of looked out for. But nothing really came to mind. So I guess I'd say, like in that regard, they probably could do more. But I also could have just you know missed it at Northeastern. I don't know. I, I I had a tough moment. I think it was me, my sophomore year. I had some sort of injury again on my knee, as I always did have. Um, and I had some sort of scan, and I remember the the doctor at Northeastern saying, "Oh, uh, it doesn't look good. We recommend, or we would suggest that you stop playing now." Um, there were, and he was like, "You'll still have your scholarship and all this. You don't you don't have to worry about that." But I don't think you should play anymore. And it was, it was just like that. He was like, oh, no, I don't think you should play anymore. And then I left his office and I was just, I remember sitting for a few days thinking, my God, like the the main reason that I came over here, this doctor is now telling us that I, sh- I shouldn't be doing it anymore. And there was no like follow-up. There was no, uh, again, I'm not slating the university here, by the way. This might just be awareness or or whatever, but. He, he was just like, yeah, no, you shouldn't play. And nobody followed up, and it was it was purely up to me. Yeah, you just left there yourself. I guess yeah. for someone who's been such a big part of your life for so long, and then to have the potential of not having that anymore, like that's and that leads me on to my next point as well. Like, like when you finish playing, like that's one of the hardest things to deal with. And no one's there for you during that the moments. Like no one's there to speak to you because you're just basically left to your own. Oh yeah, that for me that was the hardest, one of the hardest things to adjust to is because I've always liked, and I've always, I've, I've always liked, and I've always had routine, 
Yeah. I've always, this is going to sound really strange, but I've always had someone telling us what to do. <laughs> You've been lucky for that now. Yeah, no, I get shut up. I <laughs> I've always had somebody telling us what to do. I've always had, I've always had, like, you need to be here at this time. We've got this at this time. This is what we're going to do. And I've always liked that. And obviously when not, when all that was finished, it was, I mean, you've got a job, but no, nobody really tells you you have to be here at this time and we've got this and this and yeah. this. That routine that I always had was just gone. So that took a, a long, a lot of adjusting to, to be honest. Yeah, it was one of the things that like that I really struggled with when I stopped playing. I was like, what did I do? Like I I didn't have like mentally I wasn't ready for it. Like to give up something I'd spent and committed so much time to. And to be dealt with that moment of like, all right, I'm not playing anymore. Like what did I do? And I'm sitting staring at four walls, like, do I really have a path in life or is that just me? And I, like, I was I was deep in it and I was down the dumps and I was like I was just wanting to go out all the time because I was like, all right, that's the only thing that I, I'm enjoying doing. And but at the end of the day, it wasn't good for me at that point because I was I was drinking too much at that point when I was like, I don't need this, but it's the only thing that's keeping me busy. And you you say that, and you how many how many people have went down that route? What you were saying there, yeah. and not stopped. Yeah, I know exactly, and that's 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 a fear as well. Like it's. Like, if you don't have a good support system behind you, like, and I had you boys that were there as well, like, my family back home, and it was just about finding other things to occupy the time. But it was, like, some people don't find that, and they end up down a deep, dark hole and can't come out from it. Yeah, Jesus, it's mad. I can only, <clears throat> can only uh, kind of imagine, you know, imagine playing professionally and getting a bad injury and then that being kind of the end of your career and you don't even have an education behind you. Like, as well as being a student athlete, you're lucky to have that education to kind of fall back on. Obviously, it sucks, but, you know, if football's your life, like, if, if you want to be a professional, like, and you get that injury or or something, uh, that's devastating, like. What what got you out of that, Rob McKenna? Just, like, having that support for, like, you boys around me and having my family back home, it's just basically just... Or was it was it like a was it like a like a switch like that or was it did it take no, time? It, it took a while. Like I, was, I had to find my path and what I wanted to do, and like my life had just been about football for so long, and I had to find something that was going to occupy that time and be productive at the same time, and not just wasting the days away. Mm. And like having you there for me just to keep me going and like encourage me. Oh, like let's go and do this. Oh, let's go and do that. Instead of just sitting there and being like, oh, let's go and get grab a few beers or whatever. Oh yeah, you can you can see why people fall down that path, like you say, because if yeah. you've done something for that as long as you have, I mean, we've all been playing, or we all had been playing for probably seventy five percent of our lives. And to to just for it, especially in the US, it's really quite brutal because it. I mean, like here in the in the UK, if you want to. There's men's leagues. There's there's so many leagues you can play in. Whereas in the US, I don't I don't know. Is there a lot of leagues that you can play so. men's league wise that are that are actually competitive? Not not as uh, readily available as it would be back home. Like, yeah, I think like there's just so many different options there, and like of how to deal with your mental health. But you have to find what suits you. And have to have that support system behind you. Have to have people helping you out along the way. And if you don't have that, it's, it's tough. But I think it's important that you 
you speak out. That's one of the biggest things. Make sure you're speaking out. And I think yeah. that's the best piece of advice we can leave those that are listening to. Yeah, shit. A problem. What is it? The thing that says problem was shared as a problem host. Yeah. And it's never never been truer. Yeah. But good chat, boys. Appreciate you jumping on for that. I know it's tough to talk about, but it's an important subject. And I think it's good to get it out of there. Yeah, definitely.